Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Or to be a part of the show, you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at Carolina Sports Talk and Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. Woo-woo! We are getting kind of used to this every other week thing but i'm excited to be here because not only am, are we back for you guys but we rocking and live and living color and sitting across from me is my main man and yours dj high star in the flesh chicka, 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 chicka. what's good what's up carolina sports talk nation broski how you I'll been do. man me i'm chilling uh yeah man um i am chilling i've been on the road um you know, uh, but I, I like to get straight to it. So, like, like yeah, because I want to address a couple of things because, like you said, we haven't Here been we in go. a while. So, you know, there's one drop that we had that's like, you don't got the answers, Sway. You don't got the answers. Go ahead and play that in case everybody just for references. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. Mm-hmm. I, you ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. How, Sway? Yeah, exactly. And. I just wish that we had something that was the exact opposite of that right now. So I've got all meantime, the answers. Something like that. But in the meantime, <laughs> I will take a round of applause um, for, 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 no, wait, 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 don't, yeah, don't put the car before the horse. Let me, let me let you, <laughs> you know why get, what, You got to tell me why. Okay. Several give it to us. weeks ago. All right. Uh-huh. Now, I wish I had kind of like, because I'm really feeling like big Cliff Stradamus, you know, with a couple of these uh, things. But okay. First things first, I wanted to announce to everyone, uh, let's see here, Lil Wayne will be involved, quote unquote, more than ever in Skip Bayless's Undisputed. So, go ahead and give me one round of applause for that, because that was something that I called, uh, but that was, that was like low-hanging fruit. Yo, stop playing, come on, <laughs> disrespectful, at his finest, but... That was low hanging fruit. That okay. was that was low. That was an easy shot. That was that's a little very layup. easy. That one that was a little bit more contentious with us, uh, and we were on polarizing sides of it. Do you, do you, would you like to say? Here you go. Do you know? No. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it even better. It was better. one Draymond Green re-signing with the Golden State ooh, Warriors. Ooh. No, 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 no. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I just had to bring that up, Big Cliff, because. You would do the same oh, if without the shoe was on the other foot. So, without that, first of all, that's I do. My welcome this week. I, I, I talk trash, but dog, you did your, you did your thing. The Lil oh, Wayne thing, like you said, was a little low. The what? Oh, the Lil Wayne. Yeah, low hanging fruit. Yeah, we knew that that was coming. But even with that, um, we we I probably knew the dream on thing was going to happen. I didn't want it to. What? Listen, I, no, no, no. I understand because I, I said if he doesn't leave, I, I completely. And you can go back and listen to it. I gave it's you your acknowledgement it. and your props, my boy. And it's I said, well, it. if he does leave, where did we go? Because I wanted him to leave. I felt like that uh, Sacramento would have been a, a good thing for him, but ultimately, it wasn't where he wanted to go. So you know. But toward the end of your Sacramento, you was, uh, and when he does, and when he does. All of that content. Can't, go can't ahead. Them all all right, of that content. Man. Content king listen, over here. Listen, a dead clock is right twice a day. You feel me? So go ahead. Even the ones that flash how, on the how stove. How are you doing, man? How, how has your three weeks off been? It's been did? two. <laughs> <laughs> Happy belated 4th of July for those who celebrate. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Did you grill out? Did you, did you celebrate? I, did. I think I, I'm feeling like that was an alley-oop. But yes, I, I've been... I've been uh, perfecting elotes in the past uh, about two weeks or so, and I've gotten it down pat right now. Where okay. I'm, I'm a force to be reckoned with. Uh, those that don't know, that's Mexican street corn. But listen, man, it's I'm a problem with that. Like I'm a. Problem. So you're not Jerome, you're Jerome. 
Geronimo. Geronimo? Mm. What is Jerome? Jerome. That, all that is is just saying my name the same with Exactly. With what the accent. Uh, Hello, my name is Jerome. Okay, okay. Uh, shout out to all of our Latin listeners, everybody. Latinx, uh, yeah, America. No, that's uh, not. That's love. Listen, especially right. with as many. Uh, for Juneteenth, I'm going to be. Uh, they were just getting back at us from Cinco de Mayo. Exactly. Brothers and sisters playing, man. But uh, real quickly, another. Um, Dish that went pretty well. Stuffed bell peppers I did on the grill as now, well. I did peep the picture. I think yeah. that might have been like a pre-picture type situation. I got to. It might have been. Yeah, yeah. Or it might have been on the grill as well, though, because okay, I put right. them on like a baking. I mean, a grilling like little pan or whatever like that, so they didn't get you know seared or right, nothing. Right, right, right. So. For those who didn't know, High Star and myself, we uh, we something like cooks and connoisseurs of the, of the you know what I mean the, the good cooking life out here in these streets. I'll so. just say like this. I'm. I'm Beginning my journey with that stuff to um, not look like trash whenever I'm mm. in my 40s, God willing. And then, like, you know, my sisters or somebody, hey, we we cooking our dolls. And then they just pluck you to go ahead and, and you don't know what duty. you're doing. Or, or or even worse, you meet a young lady, a promising young lady. I see you out there. <laughs> I mean, hey, Amy. But you meet someone, right? And you chilling and kicking it, and and your chicken is bleeding. It's an issue. It's problems. Yeah. Now, I, w- I will say that, um, and shout out to Patriot Patty, man. I got we, we are recording live in Patriot Patty Studios. Um, she said it off air when we were kind of doing some pre-production for the show. She's like, you're not a real man if you don't grill. And so Indeed. that's just a skill set that I think every man should have. Now, I've, I've, I've got the privilege. My pops taught me early. I can remember being in middle school cooking for 100 sixth and 7th graders at, at the school because there were some... <clears throat> Men there who didn't know how to, so you know, it's the Forrest Gump of Charleston, y'all. I mean, he just then did it all, but you, you, wait, hold on, you was wait, how old was you, bro? 14. No, no, this is dead serious, bro. You, no, can, I hear you, you, and I believe you. That's why I'm making that joke, is because I believe you. Because I don't how no, many sixth and seventh graders put this in front of Did you have glasses at the time? Yes, oh man, yeah, I definitely believe you now. I definitely <laughs> believe you now. All right, bro. All right. Here's, here, I'll even, uh, like you say, let them peek behind the fourth wall. This was while I was at Charleston County Discipline School. I had already gotten kicked out of my regular middle school. And so it's like, yo, mm-hmm. man, I might want to cook for these little bad kids. And I was like, well, I know how to grill. And they all gave me that same look like, you're in middle school. It's like, nah, if I'm going to do it, this with that, boom, 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 boom. You got charcoal. And I started asking the questions. And then they said the same thing. Oh, no, he might know what he's talking about. And now I'm not saying it wasn't like a homecoming situation. It was some hot dogs, hamburgers, and maybe like one or two little steaks for the staff. But it, it was for all of the sixth and seventh graders. At you the see, school. look, you have your yeah, hot dogs and hamburgers. You see how you spruced up that little menu right there? One, two little, you know what I mean, ribeyes for the staff. And I, I had to see them make them medium rare back when I was coming. No, on, Gordon no, Ramsay. Wasn't, I wasn't, again, I'm not going to cap. I wasn't doing that then. Right. Now you want some of that now. It's a whole different story. You, know, you wasn't grilling steaks when you was 11 years old at uh, <laughs> Charleston County. Charleston County Distance School. Yes, I was. I do like this handheld mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Come on. We can go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, though. Thank you for that laugh, though. This guy. I here. believe you. I believe you, honestly. This guy honestly, here. And that's why it's fun to clown like I don't believe you. But I believe you. So don't. And then even the top you're gonna of that. you're going to get emotional. And you're gonna, uh, no, I did Emotional <laughs> damage. See, I'm not worried about you because it's okay. you. But no, you think about it, even with the bros, think about how many people we cooked for at homecomings every year. You feel me? And so it's, it's levels to this, but I'm just my, picturing, picturing a 10, 11 year old. I keep making 13. Younger, I was in eighth grade. Exactly. Right. I keep <laughs> but not nah, like real life. I, I, I enjoy cooking. I really enjoy the grill. Um, I'm at a point where because I don't eat the steaks like that. Just on some different stuff. So um, shout out to the turkey tenderloins out here in these streets. Uh, Principal Smith, bring the brisket out for me if you could. I got y'all. Yeah, and that's a little bit forward. of life left on this charcoal. <laughs> you know, yes. I got I would say nah, let me I'm go just, find a picture, but you know, nothing. We didn't have no camera phones and digital cameras back then in the nineties like that. You know I, what I mean? I wanted. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to do some on-the-spot producing if I made it. Go for it, shoot. Um, I wanted to start because, again, we were just a little behind the fourth wall when we were talking pre-production. I didn't lead with this Carolina news, but I did want to lead with that, especially that we on the uh, 
the heels or the, or the the eve of football season and all that stuff. Training camp, yeah, I can smell stuff. it in we the know. air. Yes, sir. Yeah. And shout out to y'all baseball fans. We're gonna talk a little bit of baseball here in a, in a moment. But Carolina Panthers are looking to induct Julius Peppers and Musin Muhammad into their Hall of Honor on October 29th at halftime at that game. Um, I don't know who they're playing that week. I don't know if I should, but. Right, I don't know that it matters because it's the Hall of Fame. Never, well, Hall or of Honor. Of, Hall of Honor. Yeah, that. Yeah, H-O-H, if you will. Um, and so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a, you know, two faces of the franchise, if you will, but also two Walter Payton Award winners as well. So it speaks to their, you know, how high-quality men there are, they are and everything like that as well. So, um, you know, shout-out to them. Um, you, I know you alluded or talked about in the past that you um, had a Julius Peppers jersey, mm-hmm. right? And then, of course, Moosin was one of our first um, reliable. Right. I like that. I like that term, like reliable receivers. Like, not you don't got to do the craziest stuff in the world, but he was reliable. Like when we got him in the trade from Chicago, um, I, I I did not like him just because it's like, yo, who's this dude thinking yeah. he's getting ready? And he instantly. Helped Jake DeLome elevate to another level. And he was a mentor for Steve Smith. And I, I really believe relieving some of that pressure on that side and then mm-hmm. out of that slot, he allowed Steve Smith to turn, transform from just a dynamic punt, re, punt and kick returner to a top-tier Hall of Fame level wide mm-hmm. receiver. And so Moose definitely deserves the honor. And you talk about just the freak of an athlete that Julius Peppers was, man. Right. Uh, as a Tar Heel fan, I remember watching him in college. He played football for them, but then as soon as football season was over, he would come with That's his cool. arms out and play basketball. And to watch the athleticism of this yeah. huge mammoth of a man, uh, watching him, dog, y'all bros, bros, a big guy. I mean, he's, he's a monster. But like yeah. to watch him run down Mike Vick, bro, like that both of them deserve this honor and so much more. And I'm looking forward to being in the stadium and hearing. Sweet Caroline, as they are inducted into the Hall of Honor. But it's long overdue. Um, we've got a couple of legends who I think it's just inevitable. Yeah. Now, who do you feel like will be next? Uh, mm, next, I, I can see a Jonathan Stewart type situation. Um, I don't think this, it's a little too early to get um, like Luke or Cam. Ultimately, do you think Cam deserves a spot in the Absolutely. Hall of Honor or Hall of Ring? Ring Absolutely. Of, is it the Hall of Honor, Ring of Honor? Hall of Honor, H O H. Huh? <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Pause. But um, yeah, so it's the Hall of Honor, <laughs> also known as Huh. Or you, you could go with the long O. Ho. <laughs> exactly. Either way, so, it's, it's, it's fun it's, to play. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. Any uh, any other Panther news or football news that you? So. You know how you just throw up and I think we're going to continue to do this, throwing out some random questions. So how many teams in the NFC South have won Super Bowls? Two. And how many collective Super Bowls are there amongst those two? Five. Final answer. Three. Okay. Who are the two teams? The Saints and the Buccaneers. Bucks got two and the Saints got one. Mm. I don't know why I put the Saints '70s years where they were the ain'ts literally, literally and thought paper and just thought to myself because I'm thinking on the spot quickly, like right, 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 right. Ah, you know, as a trivia stuff, like oh, it might be five. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's real cute. Um, I guess I'll 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 trend I'll, I'll segue us into the next sport with my <laughs> random <cute>. question. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> It kind of You're too excited whether, about this Exactly I don't know whether to say it as a hot take or a question Uh-oh. Well guess what Say it as a hot All take because right. it gives me the opportunity to, to right. play I need y'all to put y'all foil caps oh, on hi. Ten foil caps on Kobe Bryant's 81 point game mm-hmm. Against Jalen Rose Was ultimately Against Jalen Rose not his team but Was ultimately Avenging Rob Palenka being benched when the Fab Five came. People try to think about the motivation and why he was so driven that night. And if you know a competitor like Kobe, 
You thinking to yourself, he's just looking for a reason. So what better reason than to play against my agent's old college teammate that took his starting spot? And so this was the catalyst to all of this stuff was sparked off by me rewatching Fab Five mm-hmm. last night. And I and when they said it, I wait, so hold on. That, 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 that. And it just connected for you. Yeah. I got a new sounder that I gotta make. Bum bum, it's warm. Bum bum reach takes. I hear what you're saying, but I think it's a little bit of a reach. Ooh, the face. Yeah, Ooh, it's either the gonna be face. a reach or a hot take. <laughs> That's the definition of a hot take. You're gonna reach. Yes, if it's scorching hot. So you're talking about warm, it would be low hanging fruit, and I wouldn't be reaching. So you got to pick one or the other. Is it Uchi Wally Wally okay. or is it one mic? You need a hug. Is it Black Girl Lost or Shorty owe you for Ice? Mm. Shout out to Be Easy and Let's get it. Jones. Yeah, now you dropping in. <clears throat> Come on, man. So basketball. While we're talking about basketball, man, since you want to try to discount my stuff, my hot take. I, okay, I didn't discount it, but I just don't. I think it's a reach. I don't think it's a hot take. That's the definition of a hot take is a reach. I think a hot no, I don't think a so. A cold take would be or a warm, lukewarm take is something that everyone it's not knows. Really dynamic. No, that everyone understands that it's like, okay, that's okay. Yeah, I disagree. But as you were saying, basketball So y'all can email us and let us know what you think of <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Cliff at Carolinasportstalk.net. We I, we gotta give the new address too. That's that's at this point. It is what it is. But Summer ball is in full swing. Who who's kind of stood out to you so far in some of the summer ball play? I'll be honest with you, I don't do summer ball, but I have watched, of course, you know, some of the stuff because of all of the hype with Wemby, um, and you know, all of this Wemby mania. He um, didn't perform well his first game, and second game made uh, up for it and atoned for it. With a great performance and twenty three, eleven and six, and had all of the pundits and experts saying how this guy is a. I saw one story that said top ten all time already. You know what I mean? So that's the thing that that's the mm-hmm. part of it. Like, let the journey happen. I know that we are trying to write the kid's story for him, but there's so many things that we may be jinxing this kid on. So here's where I stand on it. Um, when they first, because he came, if to me it felt like he came out of nowhere. I know that they had mentioned it all before. So here he comes, he's a plant. But it, out of nowhere, they just got really excited. Oh, the number one draft pick, the great, what possibly the greatest or top three draft prospect in the history of the like they were saying, putting him up there with like Shaq and LeBron. You remember that Adam and, Sandler movie dropped? Mm, See, they was trying to tell us something. It is amazing how art just imitates life and vice versa. But like But I tell cold takes. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, man. It's fine. It's fine. No, We're talking no, about no. You know what? I'll buy you an ice cream Wimby Sunday mania. after the show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wimby Mania. I, I acknowledge that he is a dynamic player. He is seven foot five. Um and he's got a fluidity to him that it's like most We're seven scared. footers. Yeah. Honestly, it's the potential yeah. is there. But like you said, let him play. When LeBron was coming out of high school and everybody, and I remember being in college and being like, yo, who is this kid that everybody is talking about? Sim- similar with Zion, having a chance to have watched him play in high school. And, and it's like, yo, these guys are dynamic. You're never going to let us forget that. <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> and I tried to recruit him. I did. I recruited him. I recruited Zion Williamson to South Carolina State University back in whatever year it was. Nah, like the look on his face though was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, the Mariah Mills. Never mind. So, <laughs> that's what you should have had with you. I'm not even going to touch that. It's a story for off air. I'll have to tell you about that one. But Wait, no. So, <laughs> off the rails already, guys. Yeah, very much so. It's you can tell we, we exactly. It's because we're in exactly in person, handheld mics. And to give y'all some illumination to that, we've got the new Rode Wireless Go to right, mics. Now, that ain't no ad. Commercial. On, right. <laughs> but no, with Wimby, I, I see that the potential is there. I do think that this young man has uh, an opportunity to really be. Dynamic and and, and I, you could tell by the way that the Spurs are treating him. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, exactly. And and the fact that similar to LeBron when he came out, you either hate him or love him. Without any substantial reason, people picked a side, and that's where they kind of rested. Now, one thing that is uniquely different about Wimby is that 
at this stage, the other players with all of this potential and all of this hype were either coming in from high school or playing against college players. He's coming after having played against professional players as a young man. Similar to who else? Who? I'm, uh, come on, take a stab at it. He plays in Dallas. Mm, no, that's actually a really good comparison. Luka Doncic. Um, I like it, but... I'm the, not even comparing it to. I'm just saying that But with that experience. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, no doubt. And I think that's what has allowed Luka to be the type of player that he is because of the difference in it. Now, one thing that I think um, is different for the young man, you can see that he was definitely winded. Um, I think some of that may have happened to be some of the nerves, but at the end of the day, let the man play a season first. Um, I think I that agree. with the changes that are upcoming, and, and, and we may or may not have that on the thing, but with the, what are your thoughts on the in-game play-in, uh, in-season play-in tournament that they have recently announced? You think it'll be a good thing for basketball, or? Yeah, I mean, uh, just something again that they're 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 looking to expand the game and stuff like that in different ways and. Just introducing these new things um, But you know I, Again I alluded to it with the Spurs And They're already engaging in this load management With them and everything like that You know what I'm saying So mm -hmm. teams definitely are, are looking at the changes that The what is it like the competition committee Or whatnot, mm -hmm. or whatnot Like that they're, that they're implementing And they're trying to move their chess pieces The right way as well you know what I'm saying But like I said it's, it's indicative where The Spurs they're like Nah, we're not even playing. We're not even playing around. Look, y'all got to see him. It, it, it's sad that you know athletes are commodities or whatnot like that. But it's like y'all got to see my shiny toy. Now I'm putting him away for the rest of the summer or whatnot. Did yeah. you Did you happen to hear about the Britney Spears situation with him? Yes, I did. I want, but before we jump into yeah. that, I do want to talk a little bit about the tournament just because we just breeze through that. But for those who may have missed it, the NBA will be introducing this upcoming season an in-season tournament with group draws um, having been recently announced a few days ago. In the West, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Blazers, Trailblazers, are in one group. There's three in each uh, conference in the West B group, you've got the Denver Nuggets, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the uh, Mavs, and the Rockets. And then in group C, Sacramento, Golden State, the Timberwolves, OKC, and the Spurs. Over in the East, the Sixers, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Pacers, and the Pistons are in group A. The Bucks, Knicks, Heat, the Wizards, and the Hornets are in group B. There's going to be some interesting matchups for that one. And then in group C, the Boston Celtics, the Nets, the Toronto Raptors, the Bulls, and the Magic. Now, all 30 teams were randomly drawn and then split into the groups of five within their conference. Um, and basically, they are play one game against each opponent in its group, and then two games at home, two on the road, and the result of the drawings will have the groups going into the, into the play. Now, you mentioned it. It's just some extra games. I no, think... Well, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I think it... Is going to make a difference in the regular season. We talked about it a few weeks ago, how the regular season in the NBA doesn't really mean as much. And so to have this in-season tournament, it now justifies and validates even that much more the regular season, knowing that there's something additional on the line to play for. Why are you smiling? Because like you said that. You know what I'm saying? Own that. It was you. Now, again, I, I always stand on the other side of that. But to your point, that adds incentive for a lot of the players who even – don't look at it my way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you even have NBA players that don't look at it as I look at it and don't see it as important, <laughs> that gives them incentive or whatnot. So, so definitely. But yeah, no, I had I, you. Come on, don't do that again. Now, All right? No, for real. Did you had, did you see how you? Had, I'm like, no, I do not want to interrupt him. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, that was no, you. Exactly. Said we didn't I did say not you say, you say that. Say. All right, guys. I said we discussed. So uh, oh, between the two of us, right. you it just, was talked about. But no, I already, I stand on it. I don't think of the course. regular season matters, and I think this is definitely reflective That's why I had of to it. Draw my line in the sand with that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, we'll definitely see exactly what that would look like. Now, you were getting ready to to make another point. So, other than on the court, he has had to deal with an off the court incident with um, Brittany, and so it was uh, <laughs> the, you know he's walking through hey, wherever baby, he's walking through. Um, yeah, that's a great. <laughs> see, you should have see. Should have that yeah, up exactly. You got to work on your timing. See, that was dope though. I like that. I don't know if the audience heard that, but you <laughs> you prematurely. Never mind. So hey, you. That, that's what I'm saying. That's a, yeah. 
hooks. Go ahead. So um, the people are running behind him and stuff like that. And uh, he, uh, one of the people who happened to be Britney Spears, thought she was entitled. I'm in prayers up to Britney for whatever's going on right now. But um, and her, the, his security neutralized the the threat as soon as he was compromised. Um, so they. They went ahead and it's what you call producing by DJ Highstar, ladies oh, and gentlemen. It. Yes, ladies stop and gentlemen. It. Ladies and Get gentlemen, you didn't have the song mm. and you you karaoke didn't said it, but listen, DJ Highstar. But anyways, <laughs> joint effort. But nah, um, so again, even afterwards, she attempted to sue and this and that. And I think the way that he handled that whole thing that's off the court mm-hmm. had uh, reporters and stuff even more giddy. Oh my gosh, do you see how he handles the press? Ooh, he's going to yes. salivating because they've got yeah. like that's headlines the thing about it written. is that they see dollar signs, of course, right? That's the thing, especially if you live in San Antonio and you're like a beat writer or something like that. Like it's over every little thing. Wemby just bought purple shoelaces at the rack room shoes today, you know. So. Yeah, man. you just waiting for the to, to <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Uh, she was like, oh, "Can I get one? Can I get one signature, please?" Excuse me, oh, baby, baby. Oh, they hit me again. One more time. But no. <laughs> Listen, she. If you Britney Spears, at some point, I think stars need to realize that just like regular stars in the sky, your light diminishes. Your relevancy kind it's, of slides it's, it's away. Even that, it's the, I, I, it is that, but it's also the that entitlement. <laughs> it's thing. not that. No, it is it that. Is that. <laughs> but it's that entitlement factor of, you know, again, my name holds weight. The same people that if you're, say, for instance, you're having a party or something like that, mm-hmm. and you got some of your closest friends in line, but. Hey yo, tell they him, come tell the baby, the baby. No, I'm saying, or somebody's just mm. walking up to the front like, excuse me, nah, forget all of these people. I am. Like that's pretty much what she was saying because everybody was trying to get a picture with him and stuff like that. Like, right. But yeah, so I mean, they handled it, neutralized it. <laughs> now, what's worse, um, her getting bust up a little bit trying to run up on him, or Kevin Hart not being able to get on the stage mm. for the Super Bowl when Philly Britney, won it? Britney Spears definitely. I mean, both of them involve shame, but hers involves like physical. physical hurt. Yeah, security don't play. <laughs> they don't play. They don't care who you are. Yeah, exactly. That, they not, their job they not is to protect playing. this guy. Yeah, so I mean, speaking of uh, jobs, some someone out in Portland is looking to switch job locations, if you will. Really? And we didn't. No, first of all, do not, do not, <laughs> because we were supposed to really talk about this our last show. Like it, it, it ate me up inside that we didn't talk Record. about it. Me too. Right when we finished, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Nothing has happened since. Not one thing. And it's so been it's still... two weeks since we've known that Damian Lillard would like out of Portland, and um, and of course he, his number one destination that everyone has been reporting has been Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, but your thoughts, man, on the whole process and the whole situation? Has Rudy Gobert messed it up for everyone? Rudy Gobert strikes again. Yeah, listen. First, he brought on COVID to the NBA. Exactly. Now, the, so the supervillain. Yeah, yeah, and I don't even like him because he's soft. But nonetheless, I would not be surprised to see Damian Lillard playing in that in-season tournament in November in a Trailblazers uniform. I understand that he has made it public now and known the organization is still, we're going to do everything that's necessary for us. But because of the position that his leadership and management have been put, putting him and the team in, it's going to be really hard for them to get something substantial, and I don't see them moving him for nickels and pennies. Um, for those who may have missed it, that's, that's like that ought to be like the name of my show. But for those who may have missed it, um, <laughs> what nickels and pennies? Boom, boom. You know what? You get, you get. You, I'm asking you. No, what? Oh. For those who may have missed it. Oh, yeah, I missed that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying to struggle together. <laughs> DJ Highstar, ladies and gentlemen, you can read find them at your local. are in the back exa- on sale. Yo, $10. people really still like. Well, I can't get any on them. Shout out to Elevation, man, and their CD that I actually listened to recently, man. Mm. Everybody was like, "Yo, who still got a CD player?" I literally went and found one and played their CD because it was dope. But nonetheless, his management are going around and calling other teams that could possibly be interested in trading for the guard and saying, "Hey, look, 
He's not signing long term with y'all. Don't waste your time or your money because he's not going to do it. We're not going to let it. So, yeah, right. we appreciate you. And that's blackballing a lot of these instances, instances that may be presentable trades for the trailblazers. And so as such, I see it being a situation where they're going to hold on to him until they get a value that they deem valuable enough in order to be able to move him. So um, don't be surprised if he's playing in that same old uniform mm. <laughs> down in November. But um, I got a hot take. Not only will Damian Lillard not be traded to the Miami Heat, do not be surprised if there is a realm and or a alternate reality where he plays for the Boston Celtics. It's hot. I can see a world, I can see a scenario where either Jalen Brown, it's likely going to be Jalen. Let's, let's go ahead, because the light-skinned monster is going to stay up there. I, I see a scenario where they trade him and a bunch of other picks down there and are looking to try to just out-offense everybody because the, the move with Chris Stapps, I think, is definitely designed to be able to try to muscle themselves because defensively they, they were able to hang and be there. But I think adding Dame puts them in another upper echelon and it kind of replaces a W you know for one you don't know. Yeah, yeah, we needed that hot take from you. <laughs> just say it. We needed one from you. I gave one. Mine's was, you know, talked down upon and everything in a condescending manner. So we needed one from you. So that you could see how hot take decorum goes, you know? Is that so that? <laughs> <laughs> That this really made you guy. laugh right there, right? That really made you laugh. Like, really? Like, I want to say something, really? but I'm right? going to take the high road here. Exactly. I'm DJ High Star over here. That's all, man. That's all. This guy. But nah, um, I think, like I said, Dame, I, I won't be surprised if in November he's still in um, in the Trailblazers uniform and then move to Boston or someplace else or even Miami because they really, 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 really want that guy down there. Um, someone uh, in some other basketball news, somebody else. Went to the Warriors as well from, uh, where's my boy? Not from the Timberwolves. Come on, Cliff. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I'm acting like Cliff. Oh, from Indiana. From Indiana. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, TJ Warren. Yep. Yeah, nah, don't Cliff me. Don't try to challenge that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, adding pieces. Warriors is kind of scaring me. You know what I mean? I mean, but they what they do is like I'm trying to think of similar football programs that do it, but they just look to do what they got to do, keep their stars happy, and, and then stay up there as far as competitive. Now you talk about keeping the stars happy. Chris Paul has apparently um, been tapped to lead the second unit coming off the bench, and he is not happy that. about that mm. at all. Um, mm. What are your thoughts on a disgruntled Chris Paul? Because he so doesn't already three seem like three. he already seems like he doesn't like them a whole lot anyway. Yeah. Um, and just his demeanor. Because for those who don't know, Chris Paul's not one of the nicest guys in the league. He's he is who he is. He's a he's a dog of a player. Um, but he just don't like people. And if he don't like you, he ain't gonna fake it. And so yeah, I, I can boy, see I, I can see a situation where that's gonna be a problem for them, similar to. Uh, a la Draymond and uh, Pool Party from last year, but the difference it won't be is, as much. I, I was getting ready to say the difference is, ain't gonna be all that popping under. No, Chris Paul just gonna fight somebody. <laughs> no, but I, I again, if you listen back to DJ Highstar when if this we first happened, mm-hmm. and what did he say? He's gonna have to accept the Carmelo type role. You did. You absolutely said so, that. Mm-hmm. It's three for three. But now look. You know what else is going on right now? There's a little bit of summer ball. I don't know if you want to move on to some summer ball, uh, not basketball, but... Play ball! Exactly. The uh, the sport that's past its time. The past time that's past time. What? Um, I Bro, asked what are you, you talking about, man? Before we started, do you know what is happening tonight at 8 o'clock p.m.? So we're, we're well into it, but um, do you know what event's going on on ESPN? Or a Fox, I believe. I do believe that is the Major League All-Star game. Right. Take me out to the ball. And you nor I would not have known had I not 
been preparing for the show <laughs> and went past MLB. I did my homework. Type no, it was, no, literally looking for something to talk about. It said, <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> so I did know that it was coming. I did not know that it had come. Pause. Pause. <clears throat> um, but like, I like, I like baseball. I don't have the patience to watch baseball through the full season. Agreed. I'm, I'm a postseason type. Again, similar to how I am with the NBA, postseason type situation. It uh, was on my radar as well. I did want to watch the uh, the, and this is why I was on my radar. Home run, the, home run, day, her own yo, yo, home wrong. <laughs> let, let me lead us into this topic. <laughs> You're all over the place. Let me lead us. This and that was a reason why I was on my radar was because of. Some of the auxiliary events, such as the Home Run Derby, something that we look forward to every year. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got news of who won, I again, the All-Star Game was on my radar. So it wasn't like I heard the All-Star Game this evening or anything like that. So shout out to the winner of the uh, 2023 Home Run Derby, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, I want to say... I want to say it might, it, I got to find out how many years it's been between um, him, his father and him winning. But his father, uh, legend for uh, the Blue Jays of Toronto, uh, um, the Angels of Anaheim. Uh, one thing about Vladimir Guerrero is that he um, he always used to scare me because he wasn't scared. Like he he hit. With no batting gloves, mm. and uh, oh, used to be like a 2007 like grown man. So okay, 2007, Vlad 16 senior. years. What is yeah? This will be 16. Yeah, so 16 years. I think it might have been to the date yesterday, but um, that uh, they, you know, that they've both won home run derbies, which is crazy. Right. Of course, I don't think that that's something else that's been done before. What father son. Home run derby, yeah, they are, the first, they are the first. They are the first father son duo duel to claim yeah. the titles. That's wild. That's wild. I guess chicks still dig the long ball. Yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> but some other That's things. What they say. Like honestly, <laughs> like speaking, we, we talk about the the regular season and everything like that. But it's some exciting baseball that's going on. Um, with all of our baseball fans out there, we'll be talking about that before we get bombarded with college football and stuff. We'll try to sneak some in before we get bombarded with barely. that. But, right, barely. <laughs> but I do want to shout out to, uh, of course, you know, y'all know I bleed pinstripe blue. Uh, but um, I want to shout out. aren't you a New York Mets fan? When was that ever? Okay. All right, now you're just being disrespectful. You should mute up. So, look, I want to show y'all. I don't know when, what New York Mets gear do I have? None. But yeah, I so feel what like are you? we had I'm a story from last Flushing summer. Queens. Right, but I feel like I'm last summer Flushing we had a Queens. discussion. But you like the, the, you, everybody got multiple teams. But I, I like don't never have claimed the New York Mets ever in my life. Ashton Did you go Nesbitt, to a Met? No, Ashton game? Nesbitt, not at all. Ashton, I've been to Mets games because I'm a New Yorker. Right. First, of all, but first of all, relax, the way that you're looking you're at really me, emotional. I am, because the way that you're looking at me is you're trying to dismiss <laughs> everything I'm about to say. Ashton Nesbitt, uh-huh. our frat brother, is a Mets fan, and Maybe he's from the it. Bronx. Let me explain. He's from the Bronx, where the Yankees play. Right. I'm from Queens, where the Mets play, and I'm a Yankees fan. So I've said that on the show in the past. So I just got y'all crossed up. Anyways, listen, man, because you first spoiled of all, my whole first move of all, with listen, that. You did spoil my Yo, let's go ahead and go, because I got to get you your ice cream Sunday so you can <laughs> no, calm no, down, no, no, man. Let, go me, ahead. let me shout out my man. Go Domingo, ahead, go ahead. Domingo German achieves the 24th perfect game in MLB history. Uh, gives the Yankees the most ever perfect games with four. Um, can you name one of the other pitchers? Yeah, uh, the big unit. Roger Clemens. That pitched a perfect game? Yeah. All right. And then can you name another one? Oh, I'll just say it. Thank I, you. I, I shout out to my man, David Cohn, though. Uh, <laughs> the real, real Yankees fans know. You know First what I mean? of all, that was the 90s stuff. Down. But... The real Yankees fan. So shout out to my now, shout honestly, out to the Yankees though. Now and I was getting ready to say shout out to the Yankees. We needed that um to feel relevant because at this point we are uh in the power rankings, the most recent MLB power rankings have us ranked tenth 
over in the American League. So I don't know what's going on with the bats where we can't quite get it together. But shout out to our pitching. It's like in years where our bats are just alive and on fire, we can't, we don't have the pitching. Now we got the exactly. pitching. The and bats then, are cold uh, and dead. So exactly. it's uh, it, ugh. But, we, we need a pennant. I've already right. said Cashman got to go. So it is what it is. But like shooters shoot. Mm. You know, streaks come around with that. So it's always important when you have the hitters. I mean, when you have the pitchers, excuse me, that we have solid people on the roster that can always get hot at any time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it is what it is, man. Shout out to baseball fans, man. Yeah, for sure. Now, before we get out of here this week, we had a really, really, really big privilege to be able to interview Bridget Richardson, the head coach of the Crestville Knights women basketball team. Um, Coach Richardson, uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit in the interview, but Coach Richardson, she has some nerves about it, but she did a tremendous job. We're, we're, I'm really, really excited to see what her program's going to do. So without further ado, let's go ahead and play that interview with Coach Bridget Richardson of the Crestwood Knights. All right, and for our next interview, High Star, we have the honor and the privilege of having the new head coach of the Crestwood Knights, Coach Bridget Richardson on the line with us. Yes, yes. Coach, how you doing this evening? I'm good. That's good. So I'm it's a, a little nervous, but I, I, somehow I feel like you you got this. And as a matter of fact, to tell the audience a little bit about you, uh, we, we want to give them opportunity to learn who you are, learn about your squad. But first, I got to let them know about the privilege of how I even got the opportunity to have this interview with you. Uh, <laughs> Coach and I were uh, high star at the lower state championship this past spring. Um, and we, we were just sitting talking basketball and I could tell right then she had uh, a really great basketball mind. She knew the game. We were just kind of breaking down what was going on on the floor and everything she said sure enough came to. And so we were just sitting there talking, sitting there talking. And I was like, Hey, so head coaching, I know that she was a uh, head coach at the junior varsity level. Mm-hmm. I said, head coach of a varsity squad. That's, is that in your car? She's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, well, when it is, let me be the first one to get the interview. And she laughed me off and said, okay, I got you. Little did she know that just a few months later, we'd be sitting right Manifestation. here. Manifestation. So, Not even one month. What? Yeah, yeah. It was mm. months. So first of all, how does it feel to have your first head coaching gig? Oh, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm ready to get started. Well, I've already gotten started, but I'm mm. just... I feel like it's all brand new to me, even though I know basketball mm-hmm. and I've been coaching for a long time. I just feel like this stage is much bigger and more pressure. And it's just, I'm nervous. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely something I think anybody in your shoes would be. But before we get into this a little bit deeper, let's go back literally to the beginning. So you, you yourself were a basketball player. Let everyone know where you played basketball at in high school. So I played basketball at Hannah Pamplico High School mm-hmm. and um, I did get some you know like college uh, offers but I decided I did not want to play in college um, I tore my ACL twice mm-hmm. so that was a big factor of me not playing college basketball mm-hmm. gotcha. um, I never stopped with basketball you know I kept with um, something going to basketball even though I didn't play so that's where I got started, had a pound Okay. Cool. Now, now, having that type of love, having that type of passion for the game, as you mentioned, even though your journey as a player stopped, what, what kind of inspired the love of the game and, and wanted you and just kind of drive, driving you towards wanting to be around the game? Well, I think I got started with the game because my brother played basketball. Okay. Okay. Um, and so being around him and his friends will always come to the house. They would play basketball. So I kind of watched them. So that kind of got me started in basketball. And from there, I just loved it ever since. I, it was it was the thing for me. Like, I just knew that I was going to be a basketball player. And I put time and effort into it. Um, I had friends that played basketball. And we kind of went to each other's house. We played basketball. And then we all were on the school team. So it just kind of came natural. When you mentioned that you, uh, you know, injured yourself twice, it was the ACL, you said? Mm-hmm. Right. So um, being hit with that reality, um, take us to your mindset a little bit, again, kind of with, 
with exploring those different options and stuff like that, but still being able to be around the game, right? So you can think about being a trainer, you can think about being this, that, or, or whatnot, but something led you to kind of lead uh, young people and stuff like that or, or get into that world of coaching. So what was your mindset, you know, when you got injured and you knew that you, you know, may not pursue that college career? Um, I don't think at the time that I actually thought about um, – coaching when I first got to college. Mm -hmm. um, so when I first got to Princess Mary, I played like intramural ball and things like that. And that's how I hurt my knee for the second time. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what really got me into coaching was Princess Mary. And I had to pick a minor and there was absolutely nothing that I wanted to do. <laughs> and I was like, none of this stuff interests me. And that kind of got me back into sports because my minor is actually coaching. I have a coaching minor and I was, the last person to go through the coaching minor at Prince Mary and I had to talk uh, art inanimate into yeah. being my professor so that I could finish my coaching minor and he did and I actually used um, there was a school called Burns Academy like right now it's Trinity Burns but before it was two, two different schools it was Trinity and it was Burns mm -hmm. so I actually got a job at Burns Academy as the assistant basketball coach when I was in college okay and that kind of got me back into basketball and the coaching aspect of it and just being you know um around it like that so that kind of what's got what got me back in into basketball and into coaching definitely uh makes a lot more sense about your mindset and you being a student of the game having that opportunity to not only get that mind and having been around as many great basketball players as you have throughout the region tell me a little bit about your strategy as a coach what what do you think um if you had to sum it up in a, a few words players that have played for you what kind of coach would they say that you are <laughs> they sound mean I'm just joking. That's good. <laughs> hey, the disciplinarian. Exactly. That means you're doing yeah, something right. <laughs> like I am. Like I like to have fun, but I think they also know that I'm serious about coaching, and I'm serious about them, and they know that I ride for them like at any day. Right. But at, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm big on discipline. I'm big on respect. I'm big on. Um, doing what you're supposed to do everybody has a job to do what's your job do your right. job like i'm i'm big on that outstanding absolutely now you talked about the, the the passion that you have for them i've seen you around your players and i've seen the types of relationships that you have with them and they might say you're mean but it's in like that that loving maternal mean kind of way because you you definitely show your care for them along those same lines what are some of the goals that you, um, I guess, not necessarily specifically this squad, but what are some of the goals that you set out just for your teams in general as you kind of embark on a new season? Um, some of my goals is I, I like for them to know that I not only care about them on the court, but I care about them in life. Um, and I think that's very big because a lot of players only think that coaches only care about them during basketball season. Um, I have one player – um, to tell me, I mean, why, why do you care, Coach? Basketball season is over with. And I had to break it down to her that just because basketball season is over with, you're still my player. Like, Absolutely. I still care about you. You're still my girl. So I think a lot um, about what coaches are and what, you know, what they do, it goes far beyond the basketball court. And I think that's what most coaches need to get um, or realize mm -hmm. that coaching ain't, it's not just coaching. <laughs> I got a question. It's not more than that. Absolutely. With the emergence of like NIL deals and how women's basketball is growing and they're looking to uh, broaden the profile and stuff like that at the college level and the professional level, do you do you see like a change coming with your and then just in general with the popularity of uh, Steph Curry and things like that and like shooting threes and things like that? But do you see a change in your players as far as like? Um, more individual uh, or people do people try to come into your program rather with that individual mindset um, or like um, kind of looking to be a star now especially like I said with women's basketball is growing so much so these uh the amateur level high school level and AAU level they're they're probably looking to put high, uh, highlight tapes together and stuff like that now, nowadays um, it's funny that you should say that because today before I left the gym 
um, one of the girls came and she had a long conversation with me and her conversation was uh, she was very concerned about how this year was going to go because she said a lot of people are about self and um, they only want to do what they want to do and they want to score and this person doesn't like this person and they were not a team mm-hmm. last year and I am big on team. I'm big on if she's wide open and you consistently don't pass her the ball, you come in and sit on the bench. Mm, because yeah. I don't like um, – there's five people on the court for a reason. And I think um, a lot of that has to do with coaching because if you let somebody go out there and consistently just do what they want to do, do what they want to do, do what they want to do, what they're going to continue to do what they want to do. Like you have to establish team in people. And I think that's what um, a lot of people may not do is establish we're a team. Mm-hmm. There are five people on the court for a reason, like I said. So um, with the NIL deals, I think um, it's going to be hard, but I also think that it's not going to be impossible to still have that team mindset. Absolutely. Because, I mean, even like LSU won, but, and they have the biggest NIL person on their team. Like, right. but, she still plays as a team when she needs to play as a team. And a lot of her stuff comes from outside. Like she knows how to market herself off the court as well. Outstanding. Now you you talk about the team aspect and and it's definitely something that you've probably accumulated throughout your time from coaching South side all the way to South Florence. You've kind of built up a resume that's gotten you this opportunity as we kind of started off and led up and coming to the Crestwood Knights, a team that, (laughs) That last just last year was uh, one of the better teams in the state. Actually, um, I think you, they had a twenty and seven record, uh, seven and three overall in the region. So, what are, what what is it like taking over a team that enjoys that level of success? Um, what are some of the changes that you've seen? And just kind of give us your, your overall thoughts so far of what you've had to operate or what you had the opportunity to learn from these young ladies so far in off season ball. Um. So. With them going so far, I think they went to the third round of playoffs. So stepping into that, it's a lot of pressure because um, I think everybody expects win, 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 and that we're going to get as far um, as they did, which I'm not saying we're not. I'm just saying it's a lot of pressure stepping into such big shoots. Um, I also think that a lot of people don't realize a lot of people on that team graduated. So right now, um, this summer, I think I really only had, um, I really only have about two girls consistently that come. So it's a building process that I have. And of course, they have to get to know me. I have to get to know them. Um, It's been, it's been interesting to say the least. (laughs) Um, But as time has gone and we have um, been together more and more and more, I think that it's going to be a great season. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. Outstanding. We're excited. We had the privilege uh, a few weeks ago before he won his fourth consecutive state championship to talk with Coach Danny Taylor. And he talked about being in a similar situation where he had to go roaming the halls to find enough players to field a squad, let alone stepping into uh, a uh, third round contender he right. literally had to build the squad and so it's it can be done i think you've got that talent and we're we're excited to see what you what you're going to do with it what are some of the um keys you think that is going to be there to promote that team to continue to promote teamwork amongst them to just kind of help you guys to achieve some of your goals and what are some of the goals i know you mentioned the pressure and not necessarily not wanting to get to the level that you were last year or what they where they were last year but what are some of your goals for this team um realistically moving forward throughout this season um it's a very young team um so i don't have any seniors uh they are 11th grade and under um a lot of my 11th graders play on jv last year so um they're going to the 11th grade so they play on jv so really and truly right now my goal is to make sure they are um fundamentally sound because even this summer, there are a lot of things that that I'm having to teach, I guess, 
um, gotcha. I'm having to teach. So fundamentals are very, very, very important to me when it comes to basketball. Um, and like I said, team is also important. Um, there are a couple conversations that I've already had to have about team and being a part of a team. Um, and just work ethic and discipline. Um, you can't just come in and do what you want to do when you want to do it, how you want to do it. Like, this is different. Like, I am a different coach from your last coach. Not saying anything, but I have different strategies and I have different things. So I think it's a system that we all have to uh, come to. Let's search for the word. It's a system that we have to get used to. Yes. Like I said, you have to get used to me. I have to get used to them. So I think that's going to be the biggest challenge. But once we get that situated, I think everything will, will play out great. I've, I've got one last question from my end. And again, we appreciate you even, you know, spending the time with us. But what at this level, um, who are one or two of your influences or um people that you look up to as far as in the, in the coaching world? Of course, Don Staley, come on. Almost mm, right almost here. <laughs> mandatory. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's mandatory. Mm -hmm. and, and and I'm jealous of all my friends that have met her and have all these great pictures. And, and I'm sitting here <laughs> just still on the sideline yeah. trying, to, trying to get my turn. But I think mm -hmm. that she has turned that program around and she has done such a good job. And, um, and it's a place to be. And I saw them win their first championship so yeah. i am i am because i just think about the preparation of a coach and it's like how what things do you study of hers or what things do you try to you know um adopt in other words like like you know or are you even privy to things that the public doesn't see in that coaching world like oh you know, i know they do this Anything like I that. am not privy to yeah. any of that that she does. <laughs> That's not, honestly, though, I think that might be a I not yet. I were, Definitely. but I Listen. am not. Big Cliff still manifesting. You hear him? I think that's a not yet. I, I I just knowing the kind of mind that you have for the game, knowing the love and the, and the talent that you possess with it. I think that's a not yet. I wouldn't be surprised within a year or two for her to be coming to you, trying to get some of your players from up off you to come out there to Carolina and help her win some too. So that is definitely my goal to get them ready for that and to prepare them for that. Mm -hmm. Coach, we're going to ask one more question and we're going to get you out and we appreciate your time. For those folks out there in the Sumter area, she's like, oh, we ain't done yet. For those folks out there in Sumter, why should they come and watch the Crestwood Knights women basketball team this year? Because, I mean, we're going to be the best. It's going to mm. be the best, best thing around town. Say like, that. There's, there's nothing going to be better than Crestwood girls basketball. <laughs> confidence period coach rich we appreciate you uh we definitely are going to check in th with you throughout the season we hopefully even get down there at carolina sports talk to take a look at some of your guys games we wish you and the lady knights all of the success in the world again coach bridget richardson new head coach of the crestwood women's knights team coach thank you so much for your time tonight you're welcome awesome awesome interview man that 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 was fun man coach did a yeah, good man. job We're, those girls are they got a good one on their hands she loves them um she she takes she, first of all, she's a picture taker, so she she takes the pictures and helps them kind of get used to their social media and just kind of mm. be around athletics. Yeah, and, and and has always done so, man. And so, yeah, shout out to Coach Rich, man. And we, I, I, one thing I wanted to say was all of the coaches that we have interviewed and stuff like that, mm -hmm. they all take priority in leading these these people off exactly. the court. And I love love to hear that. And it's like we don't even pull that out of them pause or like coach them on that but exactly. they'll just they it's just who say they it organically and they let us know and that i think that that's wonderful yeah it's it's i, I know that she's under a lot of pressure down there like she, like haven't mentioned what the expectations are from a lot of the people and expectations realistic or not they are there and so yeah. we're we tremendously excited to see what she's going to do with that squad um already traveling they've been to rock hill they've been to florence they've got a bunch of different things under their belt already so they're going to be doing some big things coming up soon but hi sir let's go ahead and get get ready it's time to go uh <laughs> anything you want to holler to people before we get out yes, of here yes yes i wanted to he was waiting um, yes i was i was i wanted to um you know just give the audience a, a heads up that um as you guys may have noticed 
ESPN has been doing a lot of layoffs, so Big Cliff might be tapped for a little bit of extra overtime or something like that in the next couple of weeks. So y'all be, you know what I mean? Don't be surprised if next time y'all hear from us is the preseason you ain't got of the, the answers, NFL. Man. You ain't got <laughs> the, the answers. Camp. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. Now, I've, I've officially gotten all my jokes out today. <laughs> and then take a bow. Go on and take a bow. Listen, I'm going to go get you your ice cream Sunday so we can get up out of here, man. Yeah, that's cute. As always, you guys, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Or to be a part of the show, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Carolina Sports Talk. And Carolina Sports Talk talks back. Until the next time, peace.